welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. And hello, my name is Kay. Today, we will be reading from the book by Jenny Allen made for this. And we are going to be talking about untangling a dream. The Bible verse for that, Miss Kay, is going to be 2 Corinthians 12, 9. We're going on a trip. It's a girl's trip. There's four of us going. I was watching airfare. It was between four and $800 for a long time. So when I finally got us booked, and I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, Edisto Island or Edesto Island, it's in the Carolinas. Then I got back on and I was searching for airfare. The airfare was 165 and then after taxes, it was 198 And I thought, oh man, that's such a good deal. So I went ahead and I booked it. Me and Diana have a known traveler number, so we kind of get through the the, the pre-check. We don't have to do all that stuff. And when I was making the reservations, it didn't have a place to put that. So I called Travelocity, and I talked to this guy. He's like, no, I need to enter it for you. And I said, okay. About three he puts me on hold. Three minutes later, he gets back on, and he says, Yeah, I contacted the airlines. You're all good to go. Well, that didn't sit right with me because I just didn't believe he could do it that quick. Not three minutes, sorry. And my gut was just telling me he didn't do it. So the following day, I get on the phone and I call the airlines. And I was on a hold for an hour and a half, okay? Then she finally answers the phone and she said, I'm so sorry, I shouldn't have picked up this call because I'm in the middle of something that's really important and I have to get it done. She said, I'll call you back. I said, no. (laughs) I said, I've been on hold an hour and a half. Please, please don't come. Please, no. And she said, I promise. I'm going to call you back. I promise. And I said, well, can I just stay on hold? And she's like, I don't think I can do that because I'm making outbound calls. But she said, let me try. And I said, okay. So she put me on hold and she came back on. She said, yes, you can stay on hold. Okay, so another half hour goes by. But she's checking in every five minutes. Teresa, I'm still here. I'm still here. You know, keep on. She was very kind. So after we hit the two hour mark, she comes back on. And she said, thank you. She said, I am literally hugging you right now. She said, because you're understanding, you didn't get mad, you didn't have a bad attitude. And she said, actually, the lady that I was helping, she wanted me to give you a big hug for being so understanding. I said, your customer told you that? And she said, yes, she did. I said, oh, that's so sweet. I said, sometimes God tests me that way. I said, today I passed. I said, I don't always pass. But I said, today I passed. And so she said, what is it that you want? She said, because I feel really bad because if you need to change anything, it's going to be $50 per ticket because you went through Travelocity. I said, I know I did. I said, I hardly ever, I haven't done it in probably 20 years. Can you check and tell me if my known traveler number is on there? And she said, it's not. I said, I knew it. I knew he lied to me. And she said, but I can add that for you at no cost. I said, okay. And then, so we just said a few things about God and this and that. And she said, I'm just sending you hugs. God bless you and this and that. And she said, you made my day. I said, I can't imagine all the people People that yell at you all day long because of all the cancellations and this and that. It's not your fault. I know it's not your fault. 
personally, okay? So that's what we have to understand. They are customer service, and they can only take so much. She said, thank you, thank you, thank you. So God blessed us both. And I understand that because I was in the business for 43 years. Yes. That's why when he came back on three minutes and said, yeah, I contacted the airline, I knew he was lying. You cannot do anything in three minutes. Usually not. You can't. No. And I thought, man, why did you lie to me for, dude? That would be quite quite the miracle. Yeah, it would. But it was nice. She was just, it's just nice to know and just to share why you did what you did. God gives us grace every single day. Yes, he does. And we need to give people grace. And always remember, she didn't do it. If your flight got canceled, it wasn't her that canceled your flight. No, we've had all those, um, all that smoke and stuff from Canadian fires yes. and that that caused havoc. Mm, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. it's that's mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, I didn't know if that's a normal time because I haven't called airlines for years. Right. I I, I felt I thought two hours was a little long, but it's what I've you do. For eight and nine before eight and nine the, hours during the pandemic. Yeah, we were on hold with these tour operators and airlines, and we would pass the agent on if they were willing to be passed on to another person, because once you got them on the phone, yeah. So imagine that, Teresa. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah I would have okay. fl- flunked the eight-hour test. <laughs> I no choice. No, I know you don't. That's right. your job. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Miss Kay. Well, would you like to read Second Corinthians twelve nine, please? Well, yes, and this is just perfect right here. My grace <laughs> is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Aw, that is. I had no idea. See, there you go. Yeah, there we go. You may be thinking as you stare and sigh and moan at your threads that you still do not know what you are supposed to do with your life. If that is true and everyone you love has stared at your threads with no answers, let me tell you how to find out. Go do something. Anything. Start somewhere, and through working, building, creating, and leading, you're going to learn things about yourself. I can promise you that if someone is pretty confident about the way they're wired and knows what they want to be doing, it's because they have spent significant time processing and practicing. They have also likely spent a lot of time failing at the wrong endeavors. Part of knowing where you need to be is knowing where you never need to be. That is true. I was listening to a guy yesterday who was in a gang and drugs and he spent time in prison and he came to the Lord and now he does prison ministry and that's exactly what he said. His pastor told him it's important that you never go back. And it, he said I couldn't just give up my gang friends overnight. And the pastor told him and he said, you will never grow and you'll never change if you stay in that lifestyle and think that you'll be okay. Right. Yeah. This is a process of discovering, but lean into the process because how we spend our lives matter. The unknown cost. I have friends who felt God's call to the mission field. And their house sold in two days. I have friends who felt God's call to the mission field 
and their house took two years to sell. They lost money and everything about their lives fell apart in the meantime. Which ones really heard a call from God? Following God, reading him is also beautifully and painfully mysterious. Some of you will clearly see purpose and visions in your threads, and you will run with near certainty that they are callings from God. And some of you will barely detect a hint of a plan and will nervously step out toward a dream. It will feel almost completely dark, but you will do it. Can God be in both? I know there may not be complete clarity, but if your heart is willing and you want God's glory, you give him the pieces of your life. Something will happen. He waits for us. We all doubt and overanalyze, and to some degree, God moves anyway. He moves on us with plans on this earth, with or without us. He moves our hearts toward his plans as well. What if you hadn't adopted Cooper? What if we send God's call and leading, but you didn't act? I don't know, but I do know that somehow, despite a lot of resistance from God, God will not let us miss his plans for our lives. Forever, I am thankful. Maybe these small threads are his way of making sure that you don't miss his plans for your life either. He will eventually be done on earth as it is in heaven. Perfect in weakness. When connecting all your threads, you might conclude that they are nothing special, that you've made too many mistakes, have too many weaknesses, or have lain dormant for too long. But before you allow cynicism or defeat to sneak in, listen to God's backward ways. This is the Apostle Paul when he spoke of his weakness. But God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. From 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. We will not go charge a mountain with our glorious gifts and noble passions. We will do it in our weakness so that God will get the glory. If you feel lousy when you fill your little chart out because it feels average, if you find sin staring back at you next to some great calling, if you see the hint of a preposterous dream but think you could never, ever fulfill it. Brilliant. Beautiful. That is okay. That is probably exactly right. The very things I have wished away my entire life seem to be the exact things that keep me close to God. Do not shrink back. Build your team, dream, and allow them to speak into your life as you speak into theirs. We need kindred warriors to help us divide truth from lies, to speak courage into fear and vision into the fog. We are all restless all at the same time. And while we build up one another, God continues to move us to act in our places. Not because we're different or special, none of us are, 
but because his purposes are mind-blowingly greater than we can imagine. We will do the things God has built for us to do, but it won't be because we are special, great, or powerful. You will do great things because God is moving on this earth to accomplish his purpose for his glory. And honestly, in my weakness, he looks good. In my usual, normal, averageness, he gets credit. I am becoming okay with that. Looking a little crazy and ridiculous while he looks awesome. Please live your purposes. Please lay out your threads and embrace that you exist for specific purposes and no one else can live them like you. Amen. Amen. Oh, next week, what would you like everyone to think about? Part of knowing where you need to be is knowing where you never need to be. That is the key right there. Yeah. It truly is. Yeah. Until you leave behind the sin, the old ways, the old life. When you have had an experience that taught you where you never need to be, when have you? Part of knowing where you need to be is knowing where you never need to be. When have you had an experience that taught you where you never need to be? I think we all have. Something that uh, comes to my mind too as um, as I've grown closer in my relationship with God, there are certain things that I know comes to mind when I think about. I, I love the era that we grew up in with the music and so forth. But now that I am older and closer to God, we love to dance and oh, yes, all that yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. But if you stop and you listen to the lyrics <laughs> of a lot of these songs, to it was all about the beat and it, all of it, that, yeah, yes, and you didn't yeah, really, right. And so I pretty much listen to, you know, Christian music or Christian radio stations. Oh, yes, yes, all, yes, yes. All the time now, even what I will watch on TV. Absolutely 100%. That was the best thing that I ever did. That took me a long time to give up cable. It really did. Mm -hmm. So looking at your threads on a scale from crystal clear to completely dark, how clear are you right now on what they mean? And how do you feel about it? What might stepping out and doing something, anything look like considering how clear your threads are to you? In light of what your calling may be, list five ways you feel average or subpar. How could God get the glory if you stepped out despite those things? Where are you on building your team of kindred warriors? How could you make your team stronger? That is so important. We have a um, a chat, me, Kay, Barb, and Diana. And when something happens really bad, just, and it's so much easier than back in the day, picking up the phone and you had to call everybody and catch them at home or leave a voice message that we can just text it and say, hey, I need prayer for whatever. It's an emergency. And boom, it's that quick. You do need kindred warriors. You need a team that you can count on. I agree, Miss Teresa, that I do. And I know that's a great thing that God has given us between the four of us. Nothing, whatever it may be, instead of holding, maybe holding me like, well, I, I can't tell them this or 
We don't judge each other. Right. No matter, I don't care what we would go out and do, how bad it was, we pray. Diana told me this a couple weeks ago, and she was crying. She said she was so thankful for you guys. And she said, you introduced me to them, Teresa. And when we had lunch a couple weeks ago, um, my friend's going through a lot right now. When Kay parked in a different place than we parked, so the three of us walked back, and I got in the car. And Barb stood there and hugged her and held her. I don't know what they said, but it's just amazing to have. One of us will understand something because we've all been through everything, I think. And that was so precious to me to see them standing there and and Barb to comfort her. Because... Barb went through similar things as well. It's just, I don't know what I would do without you guys. Do we get on each other's nerves? Yes. Do we make (laughs) each other mad? Yes. Um, But we try really because we know who's in, we know who is doing that or bringing that up and don't, don't. What do I want to say? Don't, if some, if one of your friends does something wrong that makes you mad, don't dwell on it because that is Satan. You've done something that's made them mad too, trust me. And it's just a circle. It just is. is. And you have to not think about that. Satan wants you to think about that so he can destroy your friendship. So he can destroy this wonderful, powerful prayer warrior or friends that you have because he doesn't want you guys together and sometimes that's really hard when you get offended and i'm good at that as you might tell that i'm very a personality and um i have said so many things that i've hurt so many people it's the way it comes out of my mouth like i told Kay a week ago i said you need to talk to diana because i know what i want to say but when it comes out of my mouth, it's going to sound mean or judgmental. I don't mean for it to either. I really don't, but it, sometimes it does. So I know when to kind of step back and let somebody else insert herself that would be better at it than me. And I did say something to her to offend her. And I said, Diana, I'm really, really sorry I said it that way. She said, Teresa, there's one thing I know about you. And it's how you say things, and I know you didn't mean it that way. And that made me feel good. Yeah. It really did, because she yeah. knows my heart and everything. Right. So right. don't let the enemy get inside of your head and try to keep you mad at your friends, your family, your co-workers. He wants to destroy you, whatever situation you're in. And you just need to uh, praise God and I'm telling you what, God will bless you when you forgive people and do the right thing. Oh, my goodness, he's so good at that. And victory is yours. Yes. Well, anything else, Kay? Next week, we're going to start, we're going to talk about shrinking back. What is the read and reflect for next week? We got carried away, didn't we? We did. (laughs) (laughs) We're on a roll today. Sometimes we're just really... To the point that it's a five minute, and right. today we're yeah. sharing. Yes, we are. Because we're just like you. And um, read Second Corinthians 12, 1 through 10, keeping in mind your answers to today's questions. What kept Paul from becoming conceited? How is it possible to delight in hardships? 
Was Paul okay with looking crazy and ridiculous? How? After reading these passages, consider the answer to these two questions. Where are you, Lord? What do you want from me? If today were your last day, where would you spend eternity? It's your choice.